This episode of Thinking in English is sponsored by the amazing podcast English Learning for Curious Minds. English Learning for Curious Minds is one of the best podcasts for English learners, has fantastic topics, and I think Thinking in English listeners would love it. English Learning for Curious Minds helps you to improve your language skills. You can learn from fascinating stories, develop your listening skills, and access unique interactive transcripts, subtitles, and key vocabulary. Ever wondered about why cocktails have unusual names? Want to learn about a famous Soviet spy ring in the UK? Or are you curious about Lee Harvey Oswald, the man who killed a US president? All of these have been recent topics on English Learning for Curious Minds. I can't recommend English Learning for Curious Minds more highly. Make sure you check out the podcast, available on all podcast platforms right now. Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced level English learners. On May 6th, the coronation of King Charles III will be held in London. Let's discuss the events, ceremonies and vocabulary you need to know about Charles's coronation. You can find the full transcript of this episode for free over on the Thinking in English blog. Make sure you're following me on Instagram and YouTube for more content. Join my Patreon to support the podcast. And here is today's vocabulary list. To crown, to crown, to put a crown on someone's head in an official ceremony that makes that person king or queen. For example, Queen Elizabeth II was crowned in 1953. Accession, accession, the time when someone starts a position of authority, especially a king or queen. For example, 1926 was the year of Emperor Hirohito's accession to the Japanese throne. 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 The special chair used by a king or queen, and also the state of being a king or queen. For example, William is next in line to the throne. To anoint. To anoint. To make someone king or queen, especially as part of a religious ceremony. For example, in 751, Pepin was anointed king. Regalia. Regalia. Official and traditional special clothes and decorations, especially those worn or carried in formal ceremonies. For example, the Queen's regalia at her coronation included her crown and scepter. Carriage. Carriage. A vehicle with four wheels that is usually pulled by horses and was used mainly in the past. For instance, he will travel by horse-drawn carriage. Congregation. Congregation. A group of people who have come together in a religious building for worship and prayer. As in, the priest asked the congregation to kneel. Homage. Homage. 
deep respect and often praise shown for a person or a god. For example, on this occasion we pay homage to him for his achievements. On Saturday the 6th of May 2023, the coronation of King Charles III will take place at Westminster Abbey in London. The UK will spend a long weekend celebrating the crowning of our new king through concerts, parties, community service and a lavish ceremony filled with unusual traditions and expensive events. Charles became king last year after the death of his mother, Elizabeth II. Queen Elizabeth was one of the longest reigning monarchs in world history, meaning that the UK has not had a coronation since the 1950s. Billions of people around the world will be watching as Charles, alongside his wife Camilla, are crowned as king and queen consort. Today, I'd like to help some of you listening by explaining some of the important traditions and introducing you to some essential coronation vocabulary. But let's start by talking a little bit about King Charles III. King Charles III is the King of England and the United Kingdom, as well as a number of other countries around the world, including Australia, New Zealand and Canada. Let's learn a bit about his life. Charles was the first child of Queen Elizabeth II. Growing up, he attended various schools, including Cheam School and Gordonston, before going on to study at Trinity College, Cambridge, where he earned a degree in archaeology and anthropology. After his university education, Charles went on to serve in the Royal Navy and later the Royal Air Force, where he trained as a pilot. Throughout his life, he has been a prominent figure in British public life and has been actively involved in various various charitable causes, especially with the environment, and he has an interest in architecture and urban planning, which led to the creation of the Prince's Foundation, an organisation dedicated to promoting sustainable development and design. The king is also known for his involvement in various humanitarian causes and his work has included supporting disadvantaged and marginalised communities. His passion for the art also led him to become patron of various cultural organisations and institutions. From his birth, Charles had been preparing for his eventual accession to the throne and he will bring a unique style and interest to his role as monarch. In addition to his public life, Charles has been married twice. His first marriage to Lady Diana Spencer in 1981 was widely publicised and ended in divorce in 1996. The couple had two children together, Prince William, the future King of England, and Prince Harry. Charles' second marriage to Camilla Parker Bowles in 2005 was also met with controversy due to their affair while Charles was still married to Diana. In recent years, however, Charles and Camilla's relationship has been more accepted and Camilla has actually been given the official title Queen Consort. Okay, so now we know a little about Charles. What is a coronation? 
Well, a coronation is maybe the most significant event in the life of a monarch. It marks their accession to the throne and formalises their role as the head of the country. This event consists of two distinct parts. The symbolic religious ceremony, in which uh, a monarch is crowned, and also the physical act of placing a crown on the king's head. The coronation ceremony is steeped in tradition and deeply rooted in the history of the British monarchy. It's a grand event that involves a carefully planned series of rituals and ceremonies that I'll talk about in a few seconds. Apart from the symbolic and religious significance of the coronation, it also marks the transfer of the monarch's titles and powers. It is the formal moment at which the outgoing monarch, so Queen Elizabeth's reign ends, and the new monarch, so King Charles III's reign, begins. This transition of power is an essential part of the continuity and stability of the British monarchy. While the coronation ceremony has been historically important, it's not a legal requirement for a monarch to be crowned. In fact, King Charles III has already been king since the moment his mother died. And famously, Edward VIII resigned or abdicated before he could have a coronation. And Queen Elizabeth II was never officially crowned in Scotland. For over a millennium, British coronations have kept a traditional format with similar ceremonies and events. It is the only remaining large-scale public coronation in Europe, but compared to Queen Elizabeth II's coronation in 1953, the upcoming coronation of King Charles will be shorter and more diverse. The United Kingdom today is a very different country to 70 years ago, and it's expected to have a wider representation of different religions in the ceremony. One of the key features of a coronation is a procession. A procession is a ceremonial parade that takes place during a monarch's coronation, typically leading to the religious ceremony at a location such as a cathedral or abbey. In this case, the procession will go from go to Westminster Abbey and then return from Westminster Abbey. The procession is usually led by the newly crowned monarch, the king, accompanied by members of his family, government officials, dignitaries and representatives from various organisations. While Queen Elizabeth had over 15,000 participants and the procession through the streets of London took hours, this year it's expected to be shorter and more modern. The King and Queen Consort will actually travel to Westminster Abbey in a modern carriage, but on the return journey they will use the Golden State Coach, which has been used in every coronation since since the 1830s. This time, the procession is estimated to have over 6,000 members of the British and Commonwealth Armed Forces, and also thousands of hospital workers and military veterans will be given priority viewing positions in London. After arriving at Westminster Abbey, a traditional coronation ceremony will be held to formally declare Charles as king. There are a few complicated and different steps in this process. First is the the recognition. During the recognition, the Archbishop of Canterbury, who is one of the leaders of the Church of England, will present Charles to the congregation, the guests in the abbey. 
and he will ask if they are willing to accept and obey the new king. The congregation will then respond with a loud shout of God save the king. The recognition signifies the moment when the new monarch's authority is recognised and affirmed by the people and the Church of England. This stage dates back to medieval times, when it was important for the new monarch to gain the approval of their subjects and ensure their loyalty. The recognition serves as a reminder of the obligations and duties that exist between the monarch and the people, and also the king's role as the protector of the Church of England. Next, Charles will have to swear an oath to uphold the law and govern the people according to the customs and laws of the United Kingdom and other Commonwealth countries. He will be presented with a copy of the Bible and asked to make that declaration. The oath-taking is a symbolic moment in the coronation, representing the king's commitment to uphold the laws uh, of the country and serve their people. His promise to govern according to the laws and customs of the various territories also reflects the diversity of the Commonwealth realms, as the king is not just king of England, but also king of numerous countries around the world. After swearing his oath, Charles will then be anointed with holy oil. The Archbishop of Canterbury will pour the oil onto the king's hands and then onto his head in the shape of a cross. The anointing is symbolic of the monarch's connection to God and religion and the authority they hold as both ruler of England and head of the Church of England. As it's a little known fact, but the, the king, the monarch, is the head of the church in the UK. The oil used for anointing is specially prepared and blessed by the Church of England and is a mixture of olive oil, balsam and other fragrant oils. The anointing ceremony is an ancient tradition that has been part of British coronations for over a thousand years. This year, however, Charles has requested that the oil not be made with animal products for the first time ever. Perhaps the most important part of the coronation is the investiture. This involves the presentation of the regalia to the newly crowned monarch. The regalia includes the crown, the orb, the sceptre and other symbolic items that represent the king and queen's power and authority. During the investiture, the Archbishop of Canterbury presents the crown to the king who then places it on their head. The, the king will also receive the orb, which represents the world, the sceptre, which represents their royal authority. They'll also get the ring of state, which represents their marriage to the nation. After the presentation of the regalia, the congregation acknowledges the new king with a loud cry of God save the king. The king will then return to the throne to receive homage from the archbishops, the bishops and the peers of England. The archbishops and bishops will pledge their loyalty to the king and then the peers will do so individually by placing their hands on the monarch's crown. The investiture marks the end of the coronation ceremony and the beginning of the new monarch's reign. So here is today's final thought. The coronation will be one of the biggest events of the year 
Hundreds of thousands of people will line the streets of London and probably billions of people will watch on TV around the world to watch the procession and the ceremonies. As many of the traditions and rituals are over 1,000 years old, the vocabulary can be difficult for both English learners, non-native speakers and even native speakers too. Hopefully after listening to this episode, you will be able to better understand King Charles's coronation, as this will be in the news a lot, especially if you read British news like the BBC or British newspapers like The Guardian or The Financial Times. They'll be talking about the coronation quite a lot over the next few days. But what do you think? Will you be watching King Charles's coronation? Do you live in a country with a monarchy like the UK and do, you, do your leaders have a coronation ceremony as well? Let me know by leaving a comment on the Thinking in English transcript, a comment on Spotify or send me a message on Instagram. If you love listening to Thinking in English, support the podcast on Patreon, uh, join my conversation clubs, uh, take some English classes with us, um, leave a like, a rating or a review wherever you are listening right now. A five star on Spotify would be great. Uh, check out my Instagram page and YouTube channel and... Thank you. Thank you for listening and I'll see you all next time. Goodbye.